Hey, I'm Nicole, your host of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. On this show, we're going to be pulling back the curtain on how to create the lifestyle of your dreams. I created my dream lifestyle through working online, creating a business that lights me up every single day, traveling the globe, and generating wealth. On this show, we'll take a deep dive into these topics and so much more. I have created my own online business from literally zero after discovering my passion for online business and my non-complacency for working for someone else in a nine to five job. On this podcast, I'll be sharing everything I have learned and everything I'm still learning because how I got to where I am today should not be kept a secret. It's your time to love your work, build your wealth, and create the lifestyle of your dreams. Let's do this. For today's episode, I am very excited to introduce our guest, Luana. So Luana is a multi-passionate entrepreneur with big dreams and visions, which we are going to get more into today. She is a world traveler with a big passion for personal growth and astrology. She's also an inspirational speaker and author. She's the founder of The Lost and Found Millennial, and she has a mission to inspire as many people as possible to live a life on their own terms, a life they choose, a life up to their dreams. I absolutely love this mission, and thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Of course, of course. I'm really excited to dive into the topic. So let's get right into it. And why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are today? (laughs) I will try to be short (laughs) because it's kind of like a a 10 years or more journey, like uh, that I will uh, uh, like shorten into something quick. Because, well, I'm originally from Italy and uh, I'm originally from uh, northern uh, Italy, two hours from Milan, but I actually come from a very small town and my parents own a farm. So as like exciting or like uh, the life could be, it was always like very limiting in terms of traveling, you know, and visiting places. But I've always had this like wanderlust soul. So I always had this desire to get away. And as soon as I finished high school, I could not even decide to go to university to leave Italy because I wanted to explore. And so I find like an occasion to do that. And at the time I was really into um, being an entertainer, being a, a animator, we call it here in Europe, in holiday resorts, which is basically uh, people go on holiday to these big resorts here in Europe. It's very famous thing to do. Like people go to the all-inclusive resorts to just rest. And people like me at the time were there to entertain the people around the pool or to like play with the kids or to do some shows at night. So that was like my first job that allowed me to travel because I started with them. French company that is one of the biggest in the world. So I was able to work uh, for six months in Switzerland and Southern Italy, then Tunisia. So I was able to feed my wanderlust desire and to meet so many people like from different countries, because even if the guests were like 99% French, we uh, as entertainer, we had a team from people all over Europe. So that was very 
interesting for me and uh, really helped me a lot to take that first step and get out of Italy and start my my life abroad. And uh, that was just uh, one dream that I had. Then it was like better in paper than like in reality, because when I saw people doing it in a holiday resort where I fell in love uh, with this job, it looked amazing because you're always around people. But at the same time, you are always around people. so You have no time for yourself. And you are actually working morning, afternoon, evening. So yeah, you are inside the place and it's kind of like there's zero work-life balance. And uh, I had another dream, another big dream to go to the US. I had this American dream since I was a teenager watching Gossip Girl or Sex and the City, all these like American TV series. And um, I had my heart set on going to America. So I'm quite good. Like at least people told me like this week, actually, I'm quite good at looking for opportunities online and like finding my way to like go towards the dream and uh, I actually found an au pair company that uh, was allowing people to go to the U.S. and work there I work with the kids in the resort so I had the experience and I was able to move to the United States which was uh, a the biggest dream of my life come true because I as soon as I set foot in the like American ground, I, I don't know, I had this sensation of feeling home. Maybe I don't know if people believe it or not, but I believe in past lives. So probably I spent some time <laughs> there in another life where I just had this feeling of, wow, I'm really home. And even if some of like my people from my home country, they always criticize in a way America for like doing things too big, like, the big parties or even sometimes the the political reasons, etc. I've always like I love the country and I was able to visit a lot and I I chose to be an au pair in two different families. So the first year I was on the East Coast in New York and like near New York and enjoying that like life and the mindset there and then the next year I went to California which is a completely different like lifestyle. So for me, it was really like a big dream come true when I was able to travel around the States. And uh, uh, yeah, it was amazing. And until obviously it came to an end, because as you can imagine with visas, uh, you when you go to another country that uh, it's not uh, in your same like continent as well, you cannot uh, stay there for as long as you wish. And for me, that was very hard because I I was loving it and so that was kind of like an obstacle that then I see now that it was a reason for me to start another another path that led me to where I am now in fact I had to come back to Europe and go back to the previous job but in another country and in another way so I landed into Spain, which was at the time the closest thing that I could find to California <laughs> because Spanish people are really chill as well. And <laughs> like the lifestyle, it's very slow. So yeah, I found my home in Spain uh, where I was working in, in hotel, but with the lifestyle of Spain, so still was nice. And uh, 
I I never worked a nine to five because of this job. So I reached the top of my career there. And uh, it was actually, I was reaching the top when COVID happened. And uh, yeah, it was a like a hard experience at first because I reached the top and I didn't feel fulfilled at all. I told, I thought like, I will be at the top of my career and I will be happy because now I like, I don't know, I'm at the top of the mountain and, you know, but actually was not enjoyable at all uh, because I love to be around people. I love being connecting with people and being a chief in that field was like, you have to spend all the time in the office organizing. And I was not into that. And then the pandemic was like really helped me realize as well, like this is not what I want to do anymore. I had uh, like in the same time as the pandemic, I had, as I call it, my personal uh, spiritual awakening. So I really felt that uh, I could not like work in that field anymore. And I had to do something different to like continue living my dreams. but completely go in a different direction and as um, as so many people I got stuck in a country first was Spain but in the place like with one of my co-workers so that was not easy at all and then I got uh, we had the second lockdown in Europe and I got stuck in Italy and uh, that for me was super hard because I left Italy for a reason that I didn't enjoy and uh, being back was hard and in the midst of like the pandemic spiritual growth uh, was really something that uh, I know now that was helpful for me to like reassess and decide okay I want to go into where I'm now like as a digital nomad but uh, in that moment was really hard to just like go like start uh, taking a step like what am I gonna do so I decided to take my skills, uh, which were like English was always been uh, one of the languages that I loved and I'm very organized. So I was able to transform these, like take these skills and create my first uh, like uh, business online as a, I'm currently doing uh, as a teacher, like tutor, English tutor for Italian and Spanish people. So that really allowed me to live uh, the life that I wanted to live because I was able to work online, so travel to the places that I wanted and uh, go around Europe and be in cities where I'd never been and uh, meet new people. So that was definitely what uh, uh, all this story that led me to where I am now. But I'm still in the in the like next because I love to change, like I love new things, and so I'm. I think I'm pivoting, like being a digital nomad, but looking for something else as well. So that's where I'm at right now. Uh, yeah, the the story. <laughs> wow, that's so interesting, and yeah, it's very similar to my story as mm-hmm. well. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so many common themes, and like you mentioned, I do think the pandemic was such a great 
reflection time for so many people. So I'm curious um, for you within the pandemic, was there a pivot or like a real moment of, ah, like this is what I need to be doing instead, or this is where my passion lies. Um, Did that somewhat help in your transition um, and where you are today to becoming a digital nomad? Oh, yeah, totally. First, like I had two phases into the first lockdown, let's say, because at first, like I never had so much free time working like in a hotel was like working more like 8 a.m. till 2 a.m. because then you have the night shift. So first I was able to rest, which for me, like I was like, wow. So we have to stay locked down a month. I can sleep in like for so many days. So that was really coming back to like feeling good in my body and really be relaxed. And then I realized, uh, yes, like what I was doing was not sustainable, not only for my body, but also because I was not passionate about it anymore. And I started to take, I don't know how many courses I take, I've taken it during the first lockdown because then having so much time in my hands, I was really like wanted to use this time to explore different things that I'd never been able to do. So for so many people, they went into Netflix. Instead, I went into platforms where I could get courses on things that sparked my interest and listening to podcasts. And um, it was all around personal growth, like really uh, how to grow spiritually, personally. So I divorced so many books uh, and uh, courses and that made me realize okay this is the direction where I want to go and I want to help people to like uh, uh, like as you mentioned in the intro live the life of their dream live the life on their own terms because I was I've always done it in a way because I never followed the path of like all my friends I go to university then find it here, small town. So find a husband here, have kids, and then your life is like that uh, linear. I've always been the rebel, <laughs> even on my family. I left and I came back just for holidays and then left again and changed jobs. So that really I was able to uh, come and in contact with people that maybe wanted to do that, but they were not able. And then I was like, inspiring them and I was uh, creating content and then I was like okay what can I do that really can bring me money because at the beginning during the pandemic I was just like creating content and helping people uh, for free uh, as a content creator and then I was like I need something that obviously brings uh, uh, an income as well and uh, will allow me to have this flexibility and inspire people uh, and, uh, yeah, and as well, like make people, uh, believe that they could do something different because, uh, uh, for so many people, my age or Italian people, they were looking at me like I was strange because I was doing that. It's something that just a few people could do. So that's when I got like the idea, okay, maybe I could help them with their English because knowing just Italian, even in Europe, it's limitation. It's not like English. It's a, a, like an international language Italian it's spoken in Italy and in Switzerland and in Malta so you cannot go many places if you don't speak English uh, so I decided to help uh, Italian people and Spanish to really learn or like 
uh, improve their English so they could uh, apply to the job abroad or like get higher in their career or travel or achieve their dreams. Uh, so that was uh, how I I got uh, to here because my mission is really to inspire people to live their dream life. Wow, I love that. That is so interesting. So in you saying that, we were talking a little bit off the podcast as well before we started recording about the, um, I don't want to say stereotype, but the way that people think of nomads, maybe just kind of an at-a-glance thought, how they just quickly glance them on the internet in Europe. Um, So I'm curious how that comes into play in your life, if you have experienced kind of that specific way that nomads are seen in Europe. Um, Yeah, let's, let's maybe talk about that a little bit first. Yes, definitely. I I say it like uh, I see it more as a like society script. I call it because it's something that uh, really people think uh, it's yeah it's a stereotype. Like people think uh, view digital nomad as uh, people that just have fun, just travel, and they kind of like have the good life. And sometimes it's like I think people are even envious in a way because they feel like this this is like a good lifestyle and instead I have to work so they don't associate digital nomad that they are actually working and that's for me was crazy because I was like it's always been like that even when I was a, a entertainer in all the resorts people think yeah but you are in an holiday resort so you are having fun you're I'm like yeah come and work here and then you can see so it's kind of like people in southern Europe that uh, especially like countries like Italy and Spain or France it should, were the one I'm more familiar with like digital nomad was not a concept until uh, a year ago or until the pandemic I would say and people think like okay you just go travel maybe you have your family's money and you travel and you don't do things and it's so not true because uh, uh, like digital nomad work they just are working in a in a different way than a traditional working way of nine to five or uh, restaurants or tourism, which is a job that it's uh, very popular here in Southern Europe because there are it's they are touristic destinations. So yes, you do hard work as well, but it's just organized in a different way. You have uh, your your schedule and uh, you organize the time that you work. I think it's even like sometimes managed. Uh, more uh, like in a better way because you are able to uh, have these hours where you work and then you can have a work-life balance, which was uh, not a thing in so many jobs uh, here. And so now it's more out there because of the pandemic and so many people had to shift uh, into remote working. And then some people, they still haven't come back to to like office work so most of the let's say young people millennials or younger like late 20s or 20s and 30s they now decide okay I can work from anywhere even if my job is like the same as before the pandemic so now it's people realize and with the pandemic I think people realize that it's not so easy as well to work in front of a screen or for long hours so yeah 
Now it's definitely different, but that uh, like society script is still, uh, it was very present and it's still present maybe with older generation. Like my parents still don't understand what I'm doing. <laughs> like they still think, yeah, but you're traveling. That's fun. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm still working as well. <laughs> oh, I completely, thankfully not for my parents, but I mm -hmm. absolutely understand, especially for the older generation. Um, yeah. So thank you for sharing your perspective on that. You know, I, I actually don't know the uh, what people think about the kind of digital nomad in North America because I'm not usually here um <laughs> I just happen to be here for like three weeks but um yeah that's interesting to kind of get that European perspective and I I hope that that is something that will shift maybe it's just a matter of time but yeah. hopefully at some point people will really see and I think probably more people will just continue to either work online or to become more nomadic at least to some degree um, and hopefully that can kind of fade away over time. So you yourself have traveled as a nomad to many different countries within Europe specifically so I would love to hear where you have been, your experiences, um, what it is like to live and work in different countries and how the countries kind of differ in terms of the culture, maybe the working environment. Um, I'd love to hear if you have met up with other nomads, if there's a big nomad community anywhere you've been. Um, and I'm sure the listeners would love to hear for those planning to go to Europe. That's a big hot spot for nomads, I know. Yes, yeah, definitely. Well, I've worked even before in different countries, but since I become a digital nomad, I mainly work like in Spain, the islands of Spain, because I love the, in the winter, the Canary Islands are the hot spot because it's the only place where it's warm in Europe. So there, for sure, there is a huge community of digital nomads because you have the work uh like you have you meet people they they are opening so many co co-working or co-living spaces there because there is the demand for going there the canary islands are quite cheap compared even cheaper than normal europe for i know for people from america europe it's already cheap but the canary islands is <laughs> way cheaper and so it's a, a top destination definitely for a digital nomad. And I love it because you can work from there. And it's just uh, the kind of the same time zone of Europe, just uh, like same time of London, of England. And uh, you have like the cheap lifestyle, you have the beach, you have this Spanish lifestyle as well, that it's very relaxed. So you have a lot of opportunities to do things outside uh, work. And it's where I met most um, of digital nomad when I was working uh, working there. And uh, yeah, it's a good, uh, definitely a good spot. And Spain in general, because I'm I'm biased, but I worked a lot before even being the digital nomad in Mallorca. And I think it's, it's my favorite place in Europe because people sometimes see it as the cheap tourism because unfortunately there are so many holiday resorts there and people go there like muggle of the areas where people just have cheap drinks and they don't think about they don't even get out of the hotel but for digital nomad you have so much to do there and uh, it's a good place there is again there are a lot of like people living and working there now 
you have uh, more and more Spain, it's really like getting more and more digital nomads in and you can meet people from all over the world. Uh, it's really like the beauty of Mallorca, like you have the mountains, you have like the organic food there that grows on the island. And I I just uh, <laughs> I just love it. I think it's a top destination. And um, and the weather, it's uh, it's go it's very hot in the summer because it can really get to 40 degrees now or even more Celsius. So very, very hot. But uh, in the winter, it's uh, it's more uh, relaxed, more chill because there are no tourists. So it's really a place where you can do a lot of things as well outside work. And there are a lot of people going there as digital nomads. Then other places I visited. Well, I've done something that it's sometimes not many. I don't know if it's very popular here, but uh, around the people that I talked about was not. I decided to be a digital nomad, but not going in hotels uh, or hostels, but being a trusted outsitter. So I was like taking care of houses and pets while I was working there. So for me, it was very convenient because I went to Germany. I visited a lot of places in uh, England that I would never have visited because small towns are like not the big cities. So that for me was really a great experience. And I really suggest people that are maybe even started with Digital Nomad to go and find, check it out this platform because uh, it's really like convenient uh, for the prices because you don't pay it and uh, it's good because you visit places and then there's always ways to reach to people. I use Facebook groups to find people in Europe in the place where, where I go and uh, I think that's uh, that's really really good as well and allowed me to travel more uh, and to really meet people and even have the company that I love, pets. So I love the company of them while I'm working or being a, in an environment where for me was more convenient because having a lot of calls, I need a more quiet uh, space instead of maybe the digital nomad that they are able to go to cafes and work for me that didn't work. So that was my my solution to, to that. But definitely... Uh, I didn't visit many other places as a digital nomad um, in Europe, but uh, Spain, Italy, and uh, uh, yeah, Germany, England, these are the places that I visited. And hopefully I will continue <laughs> visit more. Uh, yeah. Hmm, that's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm glad that you actually mentioned about the house sitting. So my partner and I have been wanting to try it. We haven't had the opportunity yet, but I know the website and the app, uh, I believe it's Trusted House Sitters. Yes. So I'm curious about your intake or, or your perspective on this. And I'm sure many other nomads or aspiring nomads would be as well. But so the the problem we face, and I would love to hear, you know, you kind of said your experiences overall general good. I would love to hear like some good experience, maybe if you've had any bad ones, but I find the trouble that we find with house sitting specifically with trusted house sitters is a lot of the time, the places that we want to house sit, like you said, you get to visit very like beautiful, maybe more remote areas, but we yeah. a lot of times don't have a car. So 
if we don't have a car rental, and of course, there's probably no public transit in these small towns or not that we'll be able to figure it out in another language, it kind of just we we can't do it. We can't make it feasible. We don't know how we're actually going to get there. So I'm curious, have you ever run into this struggle with house sitting? What are some struggles and how have you mitigated those struggles that you've run into? And do you house sit in most places that you go or do you stay in like a co-living or hotel or Airbnb? Well, definitely that's the downside of it. Uh, for me, uh, I was lucky because most of the people either like get me, uh, come and pick me up at the airport. So it was more convenient because they know, I think, especially in England, people, they know that in small towns or more rural area, it's very hard. And uh, for people that are not used to driving on the left, like they do in England, for me, I'm not really comfortable to drive a car in that country. So uh, I think the people that I met, personally, they were very understanding. They were really like willing to um, like take me uh, to place like when I was arriving or to even helping me like go to the grocery because normally you meet the person the first day that you all sit with or at least for me that was the case so they were able to help me and then give me uh some um, some tips on how to move and yeah I had some struggles because I found myself in the countryside in England where there was no bus <laughs> There was no bus uh, to get anywhere. So the only way to get around was a taxi. Uh, but uh, I I had like the neighbor of the family that I was out sitting. They were very nice. And I had to rely a lot on, on people, like on the kindness of people, which is something that I had to learn because uh, it's not always like uh, there. And uh, in that case, I, I also as well choose... Uh, sometimes when not a long stay but when maybe I just needed some relax and uh, it was a time where I needed to like I had a lot of work so I was working a lot and so I said okay I'm staying in a more rural area there were so many beautiful walks that I could do and I love walking but obviously I didn't meet up with a lot of people because I was uh, in that but for me I could do that for a short time however when I have to outsit in a place where it's very rural and stay, let's say, more than a week or so, that I I don't do it or I make sure that there is some buses or something to get uh, to get around because that could be the downside of it if you don't have a car. Because obviously when you are sitting, maybe you don't want to rent a car or in countries where you don't feel comfortable to drive there, that could be the downside. But definitely... I, I have to say I had great experiences. I was lucky because uh, I had like, I always have a call as well with the people because I get the vibe like from call, from messages sometimes uh, I can, uh, uh, it's hard uh, for me to see because maybe they describe something in the in the profile, like in everything, but then it's not true. So I like to have a call before agreeing to our seat and ask a lot of questions. I suggest to ask a lot of questions like, is there any way that you can get to town if you are in more rural areas or some some people even if they know that like in Spain, they lent me their car because they were on holiday. So they were like, okay, the car is there. 
you have like driving license so you feel comfortable you have it you can have the car so it's really like relying on the kindness of people and asking a lot of questions because uh, that's um, that's something that I love to do before I agree to our seat and that's uh, yeah but definitely the downside is that not uh, you find in the big cities but sometimes you don't find it where you want to go so then uh, normally I would stay in a in yeah bnbs or uh hotel uh for the reason like that i mentioned before i have to have calls so hostel it's not convenient for me uh but sometimes i will uh, like definitely i love to meet up with other people so maybe i will go uh to meet meets up that i find again online and uh, or to hostels after to catch up or to meet people Awesome. I love that. Thank you for sharing your perspective on house sitting. It's interesting for me to hear and I'm sure it will be for mm-hmm. other nomads as well. So to um, to really start wrapping up, I am curious what advice you would have for others who are listening who either are wanting to become a nomad or starting out their journey, or maybe they're at the very beginning steps and they don't even know what direction if they want to be a nomad if they want to kind of live the more traditional life like what advice would you give to somebody who's kind of thinking about this lifestyle but not fully sure if it is something that they quite want yet yes yeah that's a great question and I think that first I will say to like really think what they what excites them because sometimes like the lifestyle of another person can look beautiful and you say I want to do it but then does it excite you to travel frequently does it excite you to like be even work in front of a computer for some people they don't like that and being a digital nomad you work uh, online so really first before even making a decision to start it like really realize if it's something that could work for you or if it's just like the lifestyle that maybe we see on social media so many times we compare and we see okay uh, their grass is greener so maybe I should do that too but then when you actually think do I like to work at a computer you're like no way I want to be out in nature or do I want to travel to different places maybe some people are like no I want to have this uh, house or a home base where I stay and then maybe they like to go traveling, but for weekends and without working, because the thing is that so many people tell me, yeah, I want to do it. But then I ask, like, what's your like way of traveling? And they say, yeah, I just relax. So it's like, okay, <laughs> if you become a digital nomad, then you will have to realize that when you travel to a new destination, yes, obviously you will have the fun and the visiting and trying to place but you're not there just doing that, but also you have the work part. So do you enjoy that? It's really, I love to ask uh, a lot of questions and to really become clear on what they, what excites them, what they would like to do. And then maybe then think, okay, so I would like to start as a digital nomad. What is, what are my skills that maybe I can transfer from the job that I'm doing into a new job. So I don't know, I'm organized. So I could think like I'm very good. I was uh, uh, the right hand of uh, my boss. So I could be like good go as uh, 
uh, as uh, you uh, you did into like virtual assistant or I like to be on the front, like on the on the center of the attention. So I will be a content YouTuber. There are so many options out there. So you really need to uh, think about like, okay, what, how can I transfer my skills that I have into a job that I want to do it and then start doing some research because now there are so many people, uh, even I found on TikTok, I find every day and I, now I'm discovering TikTok <laughs> and uh, you find so many people that are actually working online on different things. So you can uh, definitely find your dream job or created but you have like obviously to start somewhere so start where what excites you and start or what you are you have already to be able to go and then take the first step and then you will discover because maybe you take the first step into something and then you realize no maybe I'm more uh like I'm better for another job so like anything in life you have to take that first step as well because uh, it's the only way to to understand and sometimes people are so like people come to me say I'm so afraid to make the wrong decision and that's the thing that stops I think 90% of the people and what I like to remind myself and remind other people it's like there is no such a thing as wrong decision because it's actually I like to see that it's a step that you take and then the universe or life will give you feedback and say, okay, this is where you need to keep going or then maybe you need to pivot into another direction and then like things uh, like sort themselves out and you meet the people and then you have new opportunities, but it's really find the courage to do it because uh, I, I like to say like to myself, like, I don't want to have regrets when I'm on my deathbed. And so I ask myself all the time, will I regret not doing that? And if the answer is uh, yes, I will regret, then I go and do it. If it's something that, no, maybe it's not, uh, I will maybe, yeah, maybe an opportunity, but not something that I will regret. Then I'm like, okay, no, then I don't have to do it. Yeah, so this <laughs> will be my message. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that's really important to take the first step. And it I, I totally understand what you mean of so many people. And I think myself, you know, years back as well, it was like, is this yeah. the wrong move? Like, I remember being in Canada, having this life, and then being like, okay, I'm going to move to China. But is this the wrong move? Like, you don't know until it happens. But exactly yeah. like you said, it will be the right or the wrong move but regardless it will be the right move because it will get you into the next step and then from there you can start kind of building a pathway and seeing where you want to go and what you want to do but it's all about taking that first step so that yeah. is really amazing advice thank you for sharing that so yes. is there anything before we wrap up is there any last words parting wisdom advice um that you would like to give listeners of the show yeah, another thing that was coming up when you were reflecting that back, it's really as well the thing that was key for me, it was to not listen to other people's opinion because coming from a small town at the time where I left, which was 11 years ago, there were not many people like leaving the small town to go abroad. Everybody was like following that script. 
So for me, it really takes a lot of like letting out, like letting go of people's opinions on what my life should be and uh, realize that I needed to do that for myself and that even if other people thought it was not right or thought it was crazy, I had to do it anyway. So like really follow that voice within you uh, that uh, it's there for a reason and it's there to guide you to where you are meant to be. And uh, even if uh, people think you're crazy, you are weird, just remember that that's your superpower, like being weird and being crazy because that's where you like you will shine and that's where you need to go. So it's if people tell you you're crazy or weird, you are going in the right direction because you are following what uh, inspires you. And so, yeah, listen to that inner voice and uh, go towards what you want, even if uh, you have to leave behind the people or like don't listen to anybody and just uh, do it uh, yourself. Amazing advice. I think I, I absolutely love that. I completely agree. I think anybody in a position like ours who has already taken that step would be like, yes, don't listen to anybody. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it, just do it and go for it. So that's really important to keep in mind as well. People are saying, you're crazy. What are you doing? Are you sure you want to do that? I don't know anybody who's done that before. Um, mm-hmm. That means that you're in the right direction. So with mm-hmm. that, thank you for being on the show, for imparting your wisdom, sharing all about your digital nomad experience. Uh, this will be very, very helpful. And I had such a great conversation. Thank you for being on the podcast. So that was the episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you got a lot of wisdom from listening to Luana, hearing her decade or more of experience that she's had traveling the world and now being nomadic. Feel free to reach out to her. All of her contact info is in the show notes and I will see you back here next week for another episode of the Work, Wealth and Travel podcast.